Welcome to the Sustainability Talk Series brought to you by the Sustainability Collective at National Chengkung University in Taiwan. We hope to use this online space to discuss, share, and learn about sustainability issues with guests from different cultural and academic backgrounds. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another listening session. Today, we're going to be talking about sustainable building design, and there's no one better to talk about it than our guests for today, uh, Professor Christopher Kuhn and David Sauerwein. They both work at the Technical University of Darmstadt, Germany, and we're very happy and lucky to have them today. Our other co-host is Professor John Harrison, and welcome to another session of Sustainability Talk. Uh, thank you, all of you, for joining us today. And well, now they will start their presentation. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. <clears throat> thank you, John. Thank you, Laura, uh, for this invitation to for this to this talk. Good morning. It's uh, uh, dark night, cold morning in Germany. <laughs> so um, hello to everybody. Hello to everyone. Um, so I will show you the last slides for the um, for NS Campus project. Um, it's an um, it's an interdisciplinary project, uh, which are we doing with um, um, thermoscientists, um, um, thermodyn thermodynamics programmers, electrical engineers, and architects, and um, we want to investigate the energy efficient further development of the campus Lichtwiese. And um, the renovation of the building stock um, is the key to achieving the climate goals in Germany. Uh, and therefore, in our project, we investigated alternative renovation strategies on the architectural building. And why did we choose uh, this building? Um, because the architecture building is not only one of the oldest buildings on the campus. Here you have an overview of the campus Lichtwiese, uh, but it's also one of with the highest uh, heat consumption. Together with two other identical buildings, it's uh, responsible for almost one quarter of the um, whole um, heat consumption on the campus. So here you, you can see the, um, uh, the architectural building. So retrofit measures for these buildings are therefore an efficient lever for greenhouse gas savings. Um, as an important representative of the so-called brutalism, uh, the building is a listed building, it's a um, cultural heritage. So the subsequent application of an exterior thermal insulation is therefore not desired. When instead um, we have um, to, uh, to make alternative renovation strategies, um, uh, in order to achieve an, uh, an effective reduction of uh, greenhouse gas um, emissions. And um, yeah, the goal is um, to achieve this without negatively um, impacting the cultural heritage. And the architectural building is um, embedded into the energy context of the campus Lichtwiese and is supplied via a heating, a heating district network. And um, in the medium term, the goal is to, uh, to lower the grid temperatures to uh, under 70 degrees, um, better 60 degrees. 
And this is important because um, if we want to um, uh, if we want to integrate more renewable heat into the heating system, um, we only can do that if, if the temperature level um, is low enough. And this is also referred to as the fourth generation district heating, and maybe you have heard of that before. And the oldest buildings in particular are the bottleneck here because um, they still require very high supply temperatures. And here uh, you have an example of a previously unused uh, waste heat potential on site. It's the, um, the high performance computer Lichtenberg 2. And we now um, um, have an, a new hot water cooling system. Um, it's part of our research project. And now uh, we have an, a thermal output of uh, 360 kilowatt um, at a temperature level of 43 um, degrees. And um, previously, this waste heat was just released unused into the atmosphere. And actually, we would be crazy not to, to use this potential in times of climate change. And when we teach our students how to design sustainable buildings, uh, we tell them that um, the foundation of everything is um, a, um, a building structure and the right material choice related to the site. And secondly, the facade has um, to protect against harmful influences, but not uh, disregard useful potentials. And only in the last step, um, the remaining energy demand should be um, covered by technology. And in our research project, the architectural building, um, in the architectural building, the influence um, is strongly limited because the building is already there. So we cannot change the form, the structure, the material, and so on. And um, so um, the only thing we can do is the only left option is to integrate building technology. And our approach was actually very simple. If we cannot, we said if we cannot lower the system temperatures by reducing uh, the heating load, um, that means um, to renovate the facade, then we simply increase the heat transfer surface into the room. And to do this, we integrated um, low temperature heating systems into the ceiling. And here is these two systems. On the, on the left side, we have um, some kind of, we call it plaster meander. It's a heating meander, which is um, uh, put on, uh, onto the, the surface of the ceiling. It's a component integrated. And on the right side, you have a suspended radiant ceiling panel. And what have we achieved? Uh, now the first heating period with extremely cold uh, weeks in February is lies behind us. And um, here you can see the heating curve of the building. And the status quo is we, we heat uh, the building with standard radiators. And um, now we can lower the, the supply temperature, uh, temperature by over 30 degrees. And what does that mean? That means we are already managing to make this building compatible for a post fossil energy systems for, uh, for tomorrow. And uh, temperature reduction is, as we call it, the door opener to integrate more renewable heat into existing building. For example, um, now we could, uh, it would be possible to heat the building almost all year round with the waste heat from the high performance computer. And beyond providing heat, the ceiling has to do much more in the project. Uh, there's the, the lighting concept. It's based on the idea to use this, the undersides of the heating panels as a diffuse reflection surface to increase the brightness into the room. 
And uh, for this, we have chosen those uh, LED linear luminaires, and because they have an indirect upward radiation, and it also has a very positive effect um, on lighting atmosphere because a bright ceilings um, makes the room appear higher. And furthermore, we are, were able to noticeably improve speech intelligibility in the room by integrating um, acoustic tiles into the heating panels. And um, in the future, the panels are able to cool the building. And that's a very useful feature in increasingly hot summers. So, and I am convinced that only with an integrated planning approach, a strong sustainable solution succeeds. And because it then has something that is characteristic of the building, but it's also something that can further develop a building by interpreti interpreting what is specific for the building. And um, that also um, convinced the architecture chamber of HESI because uh, we were shortlisted for um, a very um, famous prize um, uh, in the category renovation of existing buildings. And um, I think why they shortlisted us was uh, the reason the project shows that the preservation of our cultural heritage and climate protection can be combined. And the good thing about the solution is that you hardly notice it. Yeah, you can't see, actually you can't see anything what we have done. But it's like so often, a simple solution uh, doesn't just fall from the sky. Um, normally it's the outcome from very hard work and a very complex planning. Yeah, and just to, to finish, uh, uh, we have some statements uh, um, to finish the small, well, this is a very short uh, presentation. You all, I think almost you, you know this uh, famous statement uh, from the last century, less is more. Uh, but this less, in fact, was thought in a, for uh, for the aesthetic aspect, but at the same time, it means uh, also less means here also more energy consumption because all these buildings are, have enormous high energy consumption for heating in, this, uh, in the winter time and for cooling uh, in the summer time. And one result of this um, statement was uh, a very or it leads to a very uniform international architecture. So we had, a, had a, at the end, we had the, the same architecture all over the world, it's so-called international style. Uh, so in every climate zone, we, we are, they were building the same type of building. And uh, the difference to the climate situation was uh, regulated by technology and by a lot of energy. And uh, some years later, there's a very famous book um, um, from Robert Venturi, also very famous uh, architecture, this complexity and contradiction architecture. Uh, and he said, less is bore, less, this leads to a very boring architecture, a very uniform architecture. And we think today the, the, the most often used strategy to, to reduce energy consumption also today leads to a very uniform architecture, the, always the same boxes. Uh, with a very large insulation. Uh, so I think we, we have um, a little bit the same problem. Uh, and what we want to show is that we, we need a specific strategy for each uh, situation. And um, 
some years later, there's another famous book, the, the Operating Manual for Spaceship Earth by Richard Buckminster Fuller. He said more with less. So the first time he here we they start thinking about uh, to to build with less energy consumption, but we have all, always and still have the aspect of more. And I think we have to to forget a little bit this aspect of more. Uh, and then, therefore, we think it should we should say better with less and not not more with less. And uh, but this less is and that's uh, it's the title of our our conference uh, and uh, the last slide sh shows this less is complex. Less means not this is not easy. It's not. An easy way to do this, and here we see the the, th the three main topics we are thinking or, or researching just now. It's the aspect of the life cycle, um, the circular concepts, and the life cycle assessment. Uh, so we that is one very important thing for us. The next is the connectivity. So to uh, develop concepts which go away from the individual building to the neighborhood uh, what we what david just presented for the campus lichtwiese and uh, what we saw also in the, in the research project to think about existing buildings uh, because in in especially in in europe i think this is the most important thing to uh, to 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 bring down our energy consumption and to 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 deal with the, the climate change or against the climate change yeah, thank you very much. Yes, I did take a class called uh, Energy Saving in Building, but it's mostly for like a bit more subtropical or tropical areas. <laughs> we didn't study much of uh, uh, heating systems and yeah, it's more like cooling systems actually. <laughs> But it's very interesting to see. So I would like to know, for example, because I never been in the uh, cold um, climate. Uh, how long, like uh, how many months of the year do you actually need, for example, uh, use to, to use the heating system? How, how important is it? Because in Taiwan, the heat, like would you need three months of cooling, maybe two months, one month of heating? And it's it's not that important, I I think as a consumer. <laughs> we have about seven months of of cooling. It starts in September, October, and goes till April. Um, sometimes also in in June you have to eat. <laughs> depends depends a little bit also of the where you are in Germany or in Europe. But the the future challenge also for us will be the cooling. Uh, because we 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 see the summers will be more and more uh, have more and more very high temperatures. Uh, we have uh, periods uh, even now with 35, 40 degrees. And actually, for example, all the university buildings have no cooling um, at all. And uh, because the administration says this is not necessary, and we, and we don't want to invest the money. And uh, but we are sure. Uh, in some years, we will have a problem. Uh, we have also this problem. We have to, to deal with the heating, but also with the cooling. And um, uh, that is another advantage or positive aspect of the system David uh, was presenting. 
Maybe David, you can explain because we can use it also for cooling. Yeah, yes, so we can use the heating panels also with cooling. Um, so it doesn't make a difference if you if you use warm water or cold water to, to bring in the heat or uh, take it out of the room. And uh, just in the moment, we have also a cooling network on the campus, but the, the, the cooling um, is done only by 100% of fossil energy, so it's not good. And in the future, we want to make uh, more solar cooling and we want to use geothermal energy so we can um, put out the, the heat in the winter with heat pumps. And in the summer, we have to, how do you call it, to regenerate um, the earth that it doesn't get too cold. So we put in the heat of the buildings in the summer in the, in the ground. Um, otherwise, we have some kind of like an ice block in, in the earth and we don't want to do that. And the thing you, you said before, um, Laura, um, uh, building in, in, in tropical regions um, and compared to, uh, you asked us about um, heating um, seasons in, in, in northern countries. And um, when, we, when we speak about doing passive strategies in, in architectures, um, that um, works in um, in climate zones like we are living in very well. You can get uh, with pa passive uh, strategies a very good thermal comfort, but in tropical zones, it's 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 the toughest uh, climate zone. But because it's not only very hot, because you also have this high moisture there, and um, so. Um, the only thing, if you if you don't want to make um, uh, mechanical cooling. You only have the ability to make uh, natural ventilation. Maybe you can use a, a fan to, to make more ventilation and get up the heat from the body. Um, but actually, you don't lower the, the temperature in the building. You just make to feel it cooler on the skin because there's ventilation on the skin. And so actually, that's the toughest uh, climate zone uh, to work on as an architect uh, if, you want to reduce, um, if you want to reduce energy. Uh, in, in a very uh, wet climate, you can you can't use uh, surface cooling because you have condensation because the air is too uh, too too wet and um, so you have to do it by uh, ventilating air flows and that costs a lot of energy. Um, yeah, we we have the problem. There is uh, not enough renovation in existing building stock um, to reach our climate goals. And um, the problem is, if you if you want to make a new building, it's easy for the government. You, they can make regulations and can uh, they say you have to do that uh, insulation standard and so on. But if you are the owner of an existing building, you can't force them um, to to insulate your building or to make more efficient um, uh, heating. And so uh, you have to to give them money uh, to convince them to do that. And um, but also. There are a lot of programs to um, to do that. Um, there's still not enough renovation in, in Germany, and that's a really big problem. Yeah, that's that's the the key in Germany to to for the energy goals uh, or climate goals. If we don't become faster by renovation, actually, it's about one percent every year. That will that means we need hundred years. <laughs> Um, before we have a full renovation building stock in Germany, and this will be much too late. <laughs> so, and so this is the, in fact the, the biggest challenge actually to to be to get faster on this aspect. And, 
And therefore, our what we are doing with our architecture building is should will show an example because we have a, a lot of buildings like this uh, in, in Germany, a lot of universities which were built in the 60s, uh, where we find exactly the same building type. Uh, and therefore, this is a, a project uh, which is. Uh, Supported by the by the state, Ms. Wally, by the state, uh, because we, we we think or we hope to find solutions that we can transform on, on other buildings uh, all over Germany. Or as I think, um, the key is um, to to lower the energy consumption that you have to do um, to um, make more insulation and to have uh, fewer energy consumption. And the other thing is, uh, then you have to to bring in more renewable energy into the buildings. And actually, that's quite easy because uh, I've showed you the low temperature heating system. You, it's very easy to do that. There um, already the components on the market. You just have to buy them and install them. And um, it's much easier as in the transport sector um, at the industry. And there you have to do two things. Uh, the future is um, smart thermal um, thermal energy uh, heating systems. So to integrate more renewable, you have to lower the temperature. That's the first one. And the second thing is smart electrical energy um, networks. We have more, um, how do you call it, volatile uh, energies. So wind and um, uh, solar, it's not constant, it's volatile. And so on the other hand, you have to have buildings which are flex flexible in the energy consumptions. And that's the, the second challenge uh, buildings have to do in the future, I think. Yeah. So if there's an, a lot of wind energy into the electricity net, the buildings has to heat. And if there's more wind, they have to stop heat. And buildings has to cope with that in the future. Uh, is there like the EU, EU regulations that like encourage uh, people to renovate their, their buildings instead of um, like uh, demolishing them and building them again because sometimes that's cheaper, right? It, it, uh, yeah, this is one important question. Is it cheaper to build new or or to keep the existing building? If so, if you calculate the the, the true costs and certainly the uh, the true energy consumption, which means uh, also the energy which is already inside the existing building and the energy or the resources, resources you need to build a new building, then in most of the cases, the existing building is better. Um, so this is all, always the first strategy to, to try to keep uh, the existing building. And this is our, our experience with a lot of projects we had where we compared both ways. Uh, even if you construct the new building uh, complete in wood, um, uh, you, see, you, you, you need more energy to rebuild, to build a new one than to keep the, the old one. And there are some, and there are, and we, have, we, have to, we have since yesterday, we have a new government uh, in Germany with uh, um, now the, the Green, the Green Party <laughs> as part of the government. So we think there's a, would be uh, some new programs to enforce, especially the, the building sector, because it's, it's, it's one of the most important sectors concerning energy consumption. 40% August. 
And when we speak about 40% in the building sector, it's only the energy which we use for operation, uh, for to operate the buildings. And there's among, above that, we, we have to, to put in energy to, to, produce, to produce the materials and build the buildings. And uh, this is not taken into account in, in that 40%. So actually it's much higher because when you think uh, 11 percent of the global um, um, CO2 emissions is for uh, making um, cement. Um, and uh, so you can see which uh, high influence that um, the, the energy which is embedded in the in the building has. So actually you, 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 it's, uh, it should be forbidden to demolish a building. You have to, to reuse it. In Taiwan, you see a lot of demolishing buildings, <laughs> but it's mostly a sentence mm. for space too. They need more space and it's just better. And it's mm. good to know because a lot of um, speakers we had here, uh, they give us a lot of alternative for the more sustainable, uh, sustainable alternatives. And most of the times are more expensive. So it's hard for them to say something is going to happen if it's not that cheap, but it's good to hear that for buildings, it, it's different. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a complete different. Uh, it's not comparable to Germany because um, we uh, we have a shrinking uh, population and our cities are built. We have a new, we have it's not so dense like in Taiwan. We have actually we have a new, uh, enough space, so um, we can't. Uh, um, um, we can't use uh, new um, new fields and um, to to build new buildings. Uh, we have to um, um, to renovate existing buildings. So that's actually you can't compare it with with your country. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, I think we are done. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you. So when you when you come to, when you come to Darmstadt the next years you will see our building uh, a time of transformation because the next years it will be renovated but we stay inside the building uh, so this will be a big challenge also for us but you can see exactly what will happen and this is I think this is interesting for us and I think it's interesting also for the students to see. Uh, how how you can could do this? Yeah, yes. this is this is what what we, <laughs> what we mean when we say sufficiency. Yeah, to use every very efficiency the the the, the space and the, the surfaces because this is also a very important aspect uh, aspect. We 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 build we need more and more surf surface per person, um, and this is the wrong direction. Uh, it must be the other way around. Okay, thank you so much for thank you. Bye. Bye bye.